last time on Join the Party. After January pulled the LT3 out of the basement of the OTA, Val, Aggie, and Milo take some time to figure things out and tie up some loose ends. Milo meets up with his dad, who confirms Anubis' story and lets it slip that he wanted him to find the Time Shark mirror when poking around the Office of Technology Assessment. Aggie fulfills her favor to the sommelier by breaking into a server facility in Delaware, and the sommelier gives her a small piece of information. Gutenberg hates to be hot. And Val is led to a mysterious location by the Knight of Mirrors, who reveals herself to be... Priya Moon, a.k.a. the woman who escaped the gala with the Tomi, albeit under a fake name. Looming on the horizon seems to be a big play from Gutenberg, who is launching a superhero for hire company, Super, no E, on Monday. As the LT3 try to get as many folks as possible out of the city for a long weekend, the day before, on Sunday, a massive kaiju mountain lobster bursts forth from Lake Champlain with a furious Dr. Morrow shouting revenge on Lake Town City. Let's take down a massive monster and get the party started. It seems like there's a giant monster mountain lobster destroying the entire city. It's walking forward and I need to get out of the way. Former mayor and current mad scientist Dr. Cassandra Morrow seems to be on top and like dealing with some re revenge stuff. It must have really been eating her from the inside. Oh, I'm going to get out of the way. I don't like it. Whee! And then he hops to the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know when you're getting out of the way of a kaiju and you say, we? That's what Mr. Blazer sounds like. Back to you, Chet. In the studio, it must be real nice for you to sit there just looking at Veronica with those googly eyes and not being out there, you know, against all the monsters. That's fine. Guys, it's okay. local news is wild. Biz Blazer <laughs> has some problems. Everyone is evacuating the area. They were having a wonderful time in the park and now it's terrible, but it seems like there are super-powered folk around trying to deal with the situation. It seems like it Shit. could be under control soon. But again, the giant died kaiju mountain lobster, very dangerous. I'm getting out of here. All of you are seeing this news break happen. Uh, do you, you want to you, you, you guys want to go take care of that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think we yeah. should probably, probably take care of that. Probably. Okay. So here's, this is how it's going to work. We're kind of going to be in like a loose action state. I don't want to call it initiative necessarily, or maybe it's a very much a shortened initiative. All of you are going to do your thing on the same turn. You're going to act together. Pretty fluid. Make sure to, you know, take turns leading, take turns doing stuff. It's going to take like two or three quote unquote rounds for you to get down to where this mountain lobster kaiju is with Dr. Morrow steering it around. Guys, we really should have thought of this when we did the world building episodes. I um, I know that we all thought that a champy mountain lobster was a fun <laughs> idea, but I just want to go uh, ahead and say um, we should have known better. Yeah. 
I thought you were about to criticize that we chose a very slow method of transportation for oh, our no, no, like, no. metro system. <laughs> no. SkyTram is perfect. SkyTram is perfect. <laughs> SkyTram is still wonderful and the future that I still hope will happen. And it's energy efficient. And, and free. It shows up a lot more than the subway and the buses do wherever you are listening to this. Even in other countries, it's faster and better than that. <laughs> yeah. Not Japan, though. Japan's got this. It's yeah. faster than Japan, though. They, they compared it. Yeah. Oh, you, Julia, you didn't see the three-episode event where you three went to Japan with Dr. Morrow <laughs> for a transportation contest? Hey, Eric, I know you're joking, but can we do that, please? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll tell you in the third episode, uh, Val and Hitomi get married, and there's a lot of cherry blossoms. Oh, my God. That's so cute. How can you say that and then not let it exist in the world? I did make it exist in the world. It's now canon because it's on this podcast. And they go to the island with a deer and Val cries and cries. Oh. Val loves deer. It's pretty good. There's a Japanese Dr. Morrow counterpart. They're racing their public transport, <laughs> transport vehicles with each other. I got distracted. I'm giving you instructions. Um <laughs> While this is happening, you will be interacting with conflicts that will pop up after you all do stuff. Uh, think of this kind of like quick time events in uh, video games and in, in RPG video games, where in a quick time event, you will run out of the way just by hitting a button at the certain, the fastest and the most important time, right? While this will be resolved with uh, one or two dice rolls or one or two actions, and there will be like successes, mixed success, failures as we are pulling that kind of idea from our uh, different tabletop RPG brethren. Gotcha. Also, Kaiju Mountain Lobster will be moving and destroying things. Every round, the Kaiju will get an opportunity to attack in the various ways that it does. It will not attack you necessarily, unless you are in that area, but it is moving. So if you're looking at your map, maybe you have the, the map like our poster uh, that you can find at jointhepartypod.com. We're starting in Solita there on Lake Champlain got to come up on one of the uh, lakeside parks there. And it is it is moving in a straight line down and left diagonally. Okay. I'm keeping it ambiguous because uh, you have not tracked it yet. That is Absolutely. all you that yes. is all of you know is that it is currently walking forward to the left from Solita left. I think upon seeing the news, Val is just immediately in the group chat being like, we're at Dr. Morrow's, Aggie. Did you see the news? Just so it'll be right there. Okay. I'm hop in my truck and book it like 20% above the speed limit. <laughs> Hell yes. Whoa. 20%, no not 20 miles. No, 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 no. 20%. I like that. There's a few panels of Aggie getting in her car that it inserts shot of the speedometer and it's like 64. <gasps> oh, yeah, baby. Aggie. Hell yes. It would be 72. <laughs> Oh, no, it's, 70, it's yeah, 72. In my head, for some reason, I was like, oh, 64 is 20% of 60. You know, <laughs> math. Uh, hell yes, yeah. Aggie, you pull up in your truck. You two get to hop in, and yeah, let's get it going. I feel like like there's this battle music is happening the entire time as you getting in the car. Oh, sorry. Milo takes his uh, like ham radio out of his pocket and turns it off. <laughs> Milo, not the time. My, Milo, you left Final Fantasy fourteen going on your... <laughs> On your uh, on your bootleg PSP. Game Boy, yeah. yeah, on your PS on your PSP, turn it off. January, do you have that suit? That would be really convenient right now. Yeah, I was. It's charging now. I'm gonna. We're gonna get into it and get there as soon as possible. Also, right. literally anything Des can do is also extremely helpful all the time. Yeah, definitely. 
and Des like holds his arm out and like hits a small button on the inside of his his inner arm on his metal arm and like the hand components retract and out comes a very large blade. Incredibly cool, Des. We'll see you later. Shit. Uh, remember, the, probably like the best thing you could do is remind Doctor Mara that you're her friends and uh, um, that we'll try to get her to talk her down. You know. Milo, it's definitely not Dr. Moro. Oh, right. That's probably true. That's probably true. I don't know. It seems like, Val, you're underestimating the power of revenge and vengeance uh, for the second time in a very short amount of time. That is extremely possible, but also I want to believe in my heart of hearts that she wouldn't do something this fucking, you know, ridiculous. I do too, but... It's all on the table. She's an infinite idea machine, and some of those ideas are, you know, deep revenge. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see, won't we? We will 100% see. If there's a shrink ray in the garage or something, that would be a great time to dig it out. Oh! De- you see, you see, like, Dez thoughtfully is, like, leaning just on the point of the blade, and he's like, I'll think about it. Thank you. I'll, I'll see what's in there. I haven't cleaned the garage out in a while. Hell yes. All right. You are uh, speeding your way in Aggie's truck here. I think it's going to take you three turns to get down to the Kaiju. However, you can always do actions to try to go faster. Uh, So this is going to be your first shared action here. What would the three of you like to do? Everything is on the table. I don't know if this is an action, but I do want to quickly text Lucas and say, hey, are you at the museum? If you are, like, get everyone out uh, if you haven't already. He responds... Um, Mr. Brubhide, where do you get my phone number? I'm definitely a worker. Lucas, have the time! <laughs> oh, you're talking about the kaiju shellfish coming towards us. Yeah, I'll start evacuating now. Thank you. Bye! It's a text. Why are you saying bye? Bye! Apple texts you. Bye! <laughs> Zach Rose texts you a photo of him at a window, and then just like smoke and debris like just from destruction like from miles and miles away while facing towards uh, Lake Champlain stay as far away from there as possible Zach Rose takes a photo of him with doing a peace sign I'd also love to activate our emergency services uh, hotline of infrastructure support in Lake Town City and ask disaster management and whoever to start evacuating uh, you know getting like fire teams ready to respond, stuff like that. Cool. I will give you the option here. Would you like to look into this a little bit more as your action? Yeah, that's what I can spend my time doing. If as long as I can drive at the same time. Sure. Why do you make an investigation check for me? May I provide the help action for that? If you would like to use your action helping Aggie, you may. Yes, I would because there's not much I can do while in the car. Okay, so I get advantage. Put on some dope tunes. Plus four, four and nine. Let's uh, use the luck point. It's worth it. Okay, 13 plus 4 for a 17. Hell yes. Okay. Do I add my fame? Uh, yes, you can add your fame to this. That's a 19. That's a 19. All right, yeah. So you call, uh, who is your contact uh, for emergency services? It's Jake. Oh, it's Jake, who definitely lives in Lake Town City and is married to Julia, who also lives in Lake Town City. That's true. <laughs> uh, Lake Town City disaster hotline. This is Jake speaking. My impression of Jake here is Danny Zuko from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous Sandy, don't make me laugh. <laughs> Um, I assume you see everything happening right now. 
I just wanted to give you the heads up in case you had it. We're going to head down there and try our best, but there is a, uh, a very big mountain lobster um, making its way through the city, and it seems like it's ready to destroy things of great import to Lake Town City. Multi-Jewel, I'm really happy that you called. I mean, we're sending out as many people as we can, but, you know, they're only letting 25% in. What does that mean? Like, I got I got a bunch of guys who are willing to volunteer to take on the various disasters here in Lake Town City. You know, we're kind of a squad. We're a team. We're a gang. But, uh, you know, they're only letting a certain amount in. Who's they? Oh, uh, you know, they're private companies that are, that are keeping them, those things in. <sighs> Where is the checkpoint? We'll go there right away. Kind of the, the very, it's a moving area. It's like the area is moving. It's pretty big. You know, I'm trying to say what I'm saying. What is happening? <laughs> Whoever they're trying to send away need to find a way in anyway. Send all your people in and we will get down there and try to make sure they stop doing that, okay? The people who are making the checkpoint are not to be trusted. I think they're behind this somehow. All right. I mean, you know, you know how city government does. It's, it's still crazy. You can't figure it out. Are you not down there already? No, we're heading down. We were on the other side of the city. All right. Well, there's plenty of other supers down there. I don't know if they're your friends or not, but there's a lot going on. Unfortunately, we're going to have to fight some supers as we fight the uh, the mountain lobster happening right now. That sounds interesting. Uh, I got workers' cops, so uh, I'll be there if I get hit by a boulder or something. Uh, I'm just going to get $1,000 a month for the rest of my life. Sounds great. Sounds pretty, sounds pretty good. It's pretty good workers' comp. She'd be more than $1,000, but that's besides yeah. the point. Can't live on $1,000 a month. <laughs> Julia, I don't have the table for workers' comp <laughs> as destroyed by I'm a just, boulder, no, as mad. thrown by kaiju in superhero world. I don't have that, that PDF on me. Someone called the actuary. Eric, I'm mad at society, not at you. <laughs> <laughs> point being, tell them to disregard them and head in there anyway. Emergency services should be there anyway. I'll tell my guys. It sounds good. All right, if anyone has a problem, give them my number. Ah, uh, you give them hell for me, multi-tool. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hell yes. That is um, Val and Aggie's turn. Milo, you still got something, if there's something else you, you would like to do. I'll scan social media and uh, Reddit and all those other places, Tumblr, you know, kaiju.com, and uh, see what people are saying about the kaiju, sort of get some more information and, and relate that in real time to the crew. Hell yes. Why don't you do an investigation check? What, what's your investigation? Plus one. Add your proficiency because this is on the internet, so this is your eBay skills, so you can add your proficiency to it. Sweet. Okay, so that would be plus five. Hell yes. Nice. 13 plus five for 18. Good. Hell yes. All right. Then you have unlocked uh, a... Oh. Ah! oh, this is big. You are looking on Reddit and on Twitter, and a bunch of people have been taking photos of the kaiju. So you're able to kind of put all of these different photos together to look at all the different perspectives here to figure out what how big this thing is. So the kaiju... I have sent you a map of the kaiju mountain lobster. It is 120 feet long. It is 30 feet tall. Uh, it's less eggs kind of like on its underbelly are 15 feet tall as well it seems like the electric beams those uh, those laser beams that are being shot out from its appendages those are coming out kind of from its little feelers there on its face and it got those big old claws it also has those large 90s style speakers <laughs> like you know the ones that you would attach to your computer when you had a computer room those speakers are the things that are being that are kind of affixed on the crown of the mountain lobster itself okay well i'm gonna re relay all that to my colleagues here and say it's 120 feet long we should just give up now let's go home <laughs> that's probably milo. something what milo calm the fuck down okay 
apparently, workers' comp gives you 65 to 75% of your income, depending on how much you paid into it. So, Hey, fuck you. Wonderful. All right. So that was your action there. You took the exit. You were speeding down Highway 1. Let's see what happens now. We're all going to die. What's going to fuck us on the way? Could be an airplane. Could be a superpower. Could be a pothole. You are driving over to the on-ramp to Highway 1, and there is a backup of cars uh, in front of you. I'm going to just drive on the shoulder and get to the front. Hell yes. As you drive up on the shoulder and you get closer, you see that there are uh, about 20 armed people standing on the on-ramp. They're wearing like all black bulletproof vests that say super in white writing on them. Jesus Christ. They have like paramilitary-style you know, like helmets. And standing at the front of them is... Aggie, your former good friend Brian Roper, representative of Historic Laketon. He says, no no one is going to come on to the highway. There is a very dangerous very monster if a supersized monster if there was a word for that, I don't know what it is but everyone, (laughs) you cannot come this way just turn back, go back to your homes. Are they physically blocking the path of my car or can I just drive past them? If you would like to drive immediately to try to go past, you can do that with a roll. But you can't just, like, easily sneak by and it's fine. No, no. I'm happy to attract attention and to do it, but I want to hear what you guys think first. I want to just lean out the car window and yell at Brian Roper to get the fuck out of the way and roll an intimidation roll, please. Or I could do charm person, both of them. But let's try your thing first because it's easier. Yeah, let's try your (laughs) thing first because it's fun. I'm going to hand over the Hank bands to Aggie for efficiency's sake and, uh, so we can just uh, drive through these fuckers if we need to. I also want to say to clarify, because you have kept the glasses separate, the unknown glasses are like a piece of gear. They are affixed very much so to Volkandi's face because they wrap around uh, and they have croquis on them. The Hank bands are very much just sunglasses with cool lenses. They are a piece of clothing. They are an accessory. So Eric's I want to say make us roll to like see if they break. So just be careful I'm, with the glasses. All I'm sa- all, that is all I'm saying. I, the, all I want to say is that they are an accessory. They are not like a piece of gear. Cool. I think uh, yeah. Do you want to look first Amanda and then uh, Julia if we need to intimidate I can give you enhance ability which will give you advantage on charisma checks. Great. Yeah I'll put them on. Who's real? Brian says, Aggie, just because you're superpower doesn't mean you don't need to follow the rules. Come on, we're friends. Fuck you, Brian. I fixed your mom's toilet. <laughs> That's pretty rude. Just because you expose all of your personal information to everyone doesn't mean you need to read my mom and her toilet. It's more its more of a read of you and your irresponsibility as one of her children. What they said. As you put the sunglasses on and you look over at Brian Roper and the super task force, uh, you see that 10 of the people in uh, bulletproof vests are pixelated. Are they clumped together or are they intermixed with the flesh and blood people? They're intermixed with the flesh and blood people. Brian Roper, real person. Fuck. Um, Okay. Can I get my car around it or do I have to make them move? Uh, You can try to make a roll to make it happen. Yeah, if we can drive past them on the shoulder or something, I have a truck and I'm happy to do it. Hell yes. You can use your dexterity and then add your proficiency because it's your car. Let me take my action to just clear them out of the way as best I can first. All right. I'm happy with that. Cool. Who wants advantage, the car or Uh, If I'm doing an intimidation roll plus having fame, I am going to be rolling pretty high. So I don't know. Cool. We'll take it on the car. I will say these people don't care about who you are. Do not add your fame. 
But the people in the cars that are watching us might. Correct. They're like, oh, fuck yeah, it's Volcani. I love them. <laughs> but like, that's not who the role is about. Okay. Fine. I'll take my plus seven instead of plus nine. <laughs> I, I'm just, it's not about whether or not it's it's going to change anything or not. Sometimes you just got to keep the rules. All right. So I think Volcani is going to lean out the window of the car door and be like, if you're not pixels, you better move. We got superhero business. And that's more important right now. Incredible. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, twenty six. Oh, okay, good. Twenty six. <laughs> oh my god! I rolled a seventeen, but I only get like a plus two for people staying, wanting to stay in a job. That's fair. You know, at a certain at a certain it's point, a, you're like, this is not my problem. It's a paramilitary defense contractor only gets you so much. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I don't want to go with it. So yeah, the ten flesh and blood people are like, yeah, I'm getting out of the way, and they clear out Brian Roper and the ten pixelated folk are still standing there. Brian Roper is a little wimp. Why is he not intimidated by me? <laughs> okay, so uh, is this real? This is what's going to happen? We, I asked nicely. The only thing I could say is please don't do this. Brian, we are, we are the Lake Town City 3. We are here to defend the city. Why are you getting in our way exactly? Brian looks at you, and then you remember that... He's a cop. (laughs) Yeah, he's a cop. And you remember that Brian Roper was at the underwater People's River base. So Brian Roper says, I just just think it's the right thing to do, is to follow procedures. (laughs) You are lying, Brian. No! Why you would say that to an elected official? The people elected me. Who elected you jack shit? Like... The contingency of Lake of Lake Town, Aggie, hit the gas. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. All I'm right. just gonna drive. I'll I'll drive past him and through whatever pixelated people stand in my way. Wonderful. Yeah, and I'm gonna cast enhance ability on Aggie slash the car for whatever check, whether it's dexterity or whatever. I do dexterity and then add your proficiency because it's your car. Four plus eight is a twelve. That's your advantage. You, you roll with advantage. Oh, <laughs> thank God. Five plus eight is a thirteen. <laughs> Some stank Change gun on me. Dice. I know. <laughs> this was bad the, dice. These were the new dice. Gonna change them again. This is success at a cost here. Yeah, what does it look like? You're just gonna drive through them? I am going to stick my hand out my window, give Brian the middle finger, and drive through whatever pixel person is in front of my truck and onto the highway. Cool. You gun it, you try to drive through. Brian doesn't get out of the way. You clip Brian. Just <laughs> like, Aggie, don't do it. Aggie, don't. <laughs> Your headlight goes out. Um, you also, as you run through all of the pixelated people, like as they make contact with the car, they kind of just like burst into pixels. But the helmet and the mm. bulletproof vest and their shoes are real. So like they burst as soon as you hit them. But then like all of their clothing gets jammed up in the wheels and in the axles. Okay. So I'm going to say that you can't, it's going to take three turns for you to get to the kaiju. This is what you've already done one, unless you figure out a way to actually like go faster very much so, then there's like stuff jammed up in there and it's going to be difficult for you to take care of. All right. This is not criticism. I just think it's hilarious to make pixel people and then give them real clothes. <laughs> it is very funny and inefficient, and I love it. I mean, isn't that very? Isn't that such like the? I like, believe it. Like, like making someone wear an official uniform instead of like, yeah, wear a black shirt. It's mm-hmm. it's very toy soldier to be like, I can create anything I want from scratch. I'm going to create man and arm him with real guns. <laughs> 
Uh, mechanics question. Am I tracking spell slots and or spell search? Correct. Yes. Okay. I should roll my spirit search then. Nice. Hey, hey, team. Oh, come What's on, that? Brandon. You hit it? I hit it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, roll 1d10 for me, my man. I rolled a five. A five? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but mm, that went pretty bad, didn't it? And you see that, like, tuna and now, like, a cat-sized version of Anubis are sitting on your respective Adorable. shoulders, like the two old men in the Muppets from the Muppets, Stellar oh, and no. Waldorf, and they're like, mm, "You should probably try again, yeah." And they both like wave their paws in the air, and uh, you are you get that spell slot back. Oh, awesome! Aww. Whoa! Yay! Thanks, friends. Sorry, you rolled. Get all of your spell slots back. I'm sorry you got it. But <laughs> <laughs> Would have been useful Classic. later. Classic. Incredible. Maybe just roll a five again later. It's fine. Yeah. Wild Magic Surge gives and Wild Magic Surge takes away. It does. <laughs> it does. All right. Hell yes. So now the we kind of like turn the page and now we are at a, we're back to Kaiju Mountain Lobster. Maybe it's Kaiju Monty. Who knows? You haven't figured that out yet. Uh, and it's just more like, if I can't be the mayor, no one can be the mayor. I'm going to flatten this city so that it's like... Portland, Maine, not Portland. <laughs> you know what the second largest city in the in the New York State is gonna be when I'm done with it? Buffalo. <laughs> Whoa. Now I'm gonna make some attacks. Fighting words, cool. man. The Kaiju Mountain Lobster stomps forward. It is now past the Lakeside Park and now fully into Solita. You see it like with just one large chitinous leg jams through uh, a speakeasy cocktail bar, oh. uh, and it seems like this is on a collision course to the pallet. No! Like, one claw comes down, another claw comes down, people running in all directions, just debris spraying. The extra creepy eyes on the feelers uh, are looking around and shooting lasers just the things while things are exploding. All right, uh, you are now driving down Highway 1, uh, and maybe, there, Aggie, there's something a little bit wrong with the axle, so it goes like, thunk every 10 seconds. I have a sort of roundabout way of going faster, Eric. I was going to see what you think. I can do the spell called Find Path, mm -hmm. which finds the shortest, most direct physical route to a specific fixed location. Do it. Okay. That's an extremely high-level spell, right? Yes, but how many slots do I have? I have two. So I still have one more after that. Is that a six-level spell? Yeah. Yeah, because remember you have two six level spell slots after I gave you an I gave you an extra one. So you can do it. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Do it. Milo casts a spell called Waze. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Milo. Val Val shows you their phone and is like, I could have just done this on, on the phone. Yeah, we can make this work. Why don't I tell you the best place for you to intersect <laughs> with the kaiju? Did yeah. you roll a one? Did you roll a one? What? Again, guys, am Brandon. I dreaming? Is this a nightmare? I think I'm having a nightmare. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Incredible. I rolled a one. <laughs> yeah, I got that, bud. We're gonna resolve this at the end of everyone going. Oh so no! So we're gonna keep this in your pocket. I'm with find the path. I'm gonna tell you the direct where the best place to intersect with the kaiju will be. How and about he just that? Goes, I have a physics degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, the best place to intersect on this particular path is that it seems like, unless you can't figure out a way to go faster, the best place to figure out where to intersect this is when the kaiju crosses all of Solita and then hits Highway 1. Sure. So if you just keep going straight, you will probably make it before it barrels into the highway itself. Okay. Um, so you just keep going straight. And now, because you use that spell, that's locked in. Cool. Oh, I love that your spell told us to go straight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does it take a turn off of the distance to get there since we don't have to go off the highway and then go down to Salida like we were originally planning to? Correct, yeah. So it'd be like at the beginning of turn three. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'll try to explain that to Aggie and then uh, we'll see if that works. According to my spell search, Eric. I my see. My spirit search. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh boy. I'm going to prepare an action to deal with whatever the fuck the spirit <laughs> surge ends up happening. That's fine. Yeah, you can do that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to use two key points to stretch out my left arm and try to grab whatever I can reach out of the wheel well. Oh, smart. Smart. Hell yeah. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. Why don't you do a dex check for me? I got a three. Three plus four. Three or seven. Seven. Um, Amanda, are you the Brandon of this podcast? Yeah, what's happening? Are you guys okay? Uh, here's the thing. It's pretty hard to drive and and try to examine the yeah. the axle right, while it's moving. Fuck that. I'm going to give Aggie a help action on this one. I'm going to grab the wheel as Aggie tries to pull shit out. I'll also lean my other arm out so I have more stability. <laughs> Okay, seven plus four for an 11. Okay, with an 11. Yeah, I don't... You've got... You a pull, like... A boots out of the axle uh, for enough that this won't slow you down. Okay. Between ways, find the path, and getting the stuff out of the axle, you are able to meet the kaiju before it crosses into Highway 1. Hey, it's Amanda. I love plants. When you understand the thing about plants is, especially when spring is coming, is that they're like little pets or cats and dogs. But instead of having fur, they're just little leaves and they are green and I can tend to them and I just pour a little water on them and they're perfect. Uh, and spring is like the birthday of plants. But when you think about it, we are just celebrating happy birthday to plants as they are getting born into the world. So happy birthday to plants. Welcome to the mid-roll. Just kidding, this is Eric. But you thought it was Amanda for a second, didn't you? First and foremost, welcome to our newest patrons over at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Caitlin, Samantha, Diogo, Brett, Jamie, and Rachel. You're in the fold. You're here in the family. Come to the Discord. The water's fine. We are so close to 600 patrons. I can taste it. It tastes delicious, like honey or like chocolate or whatever you think is delicious. It is just so close. Remember, when we hit 600 patrons, we will commission a giant comic book cover of all the PCs and NPCs of Campaign 2. And we are finishing up Campaign 2 very, very quickly. So, like, we already know all the characters is going to be on it. It's going to be wonderful. Remember, you're going to get a free digital download. All patrons are going to get that for free. And then it's going to be revealed as a physical poster. Maybe you guys will be able to purchase it earlier than everyone else. Who knows? We have to hit 600 patrons first before we can start planning for that. So, y'all, join up on the Patreon. So much bonus content. And you get this wonderful poster that is going to get moved on. That is patreon.com slash join the party pod to become a patron. Or tell someone you know if you're already a patron. Tell them how great 
great it is that you are enjoying the Discord and party planning and the live shows and all that stuff. So let them know. I think you should check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. I think you'd really like Exolore. Have you ever wondered what life would be like on a planet different from our own? Or how writers create your favorite fictional worlds? Well, wonder no longer because we have the podcast for you. That is Exolore. Every other week, astrophysicist slash folklorist Dr. Moya McTeer, truly the coolest introduction on the face of the Earth, explores fictional worlds by building them with a panel of expert guests, interviewing professional world builders, or reviewing the merits of worlds that have already been built. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll gain an appreciation for how special our planet really is. And I think every single person on Join the Party has been on an episode of Exolore, so if you need a place to start, just look up Eric Silver, Armando McLaughlin, or Brandon and Grugel or Julia Shafini, you know, our names. And then you can listen to those and you'll be like, wow, I really love this podcast. It's incredible. I think I'm going to listen to it. That is Exolor. Subscribe today by searching Exolor in your podcast app or go to exolorpod.com. We are sponsored today by Inked Gaming. Everyone has a go-to shop where they get their mouse pads, their play mats, their dice bags, and other essential gaming goods. Inked Gaming can be that for you. Inked Gaming is a great company to keep in mind for yours, and they join the party, so to speak. Get it? Because this week they're our sponsor? You get it. With such a large selection of premium gear listed on their site, Inked Gaming really is the one-stop shop built by gamers for gamers. But like in a real way, not like in a bad way when people say gamers, like you, as you love games. You'll even find custom products in their collection, which can be personalized with unique designs that come straight from your imagination. Having Team Inked as a sponsor is beneficial to us and to listeners, especially because they're offering exclusive perks in the form of a 10% off discount. All you have to do is go to inkedgaming.com slash join the party and use promo code join the party at checkout. The discount will be automatically applied to your order. So remember, inkedgaming.com slash join the party and use Promo code join the party for 10% off automatically. We're also sponsored this week by Skillshare. If you're thinking to yourself, wow, I wish I could make more fan art of Join the Party characters, but I'm not very good at drawing and I need to level that up. I know I have. I have great news for you. You should check out Skillshare. Skillshare has so many classes on webcomics, illustration, sketching, and character creation. Whether you're diving deep into a hobby, learning professional skills, or getting better at planning your tabletop RPG campaign, you gotta check it out. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash join the party where our listeners get a free trial of their premium membership. Skillshare.com slash join the party. Raise your intelligence score up. And finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk a lot about how therapy is good and how you should do it because it's nice to be able to talk to someone about the things that are going on in your life instead of having someone involved like that and how important it is for you to take care of your relationship with yourself. And then I usually will make a joke about this woman who lives in the woods that does bone magic because maybe I'm disguising the fact that I don't really want to talk about my own experiences with therapy and how it hasn't always been that easy and finding a therapist has been very hard but then when you find someone who you really like you kind of depend on that relationship and it really helps me I don't know figure out relationships that I've had with the various people in my life and kind of working through anxiety 
or bad self-talk that I've done. Um, but that's probably not what's happening. It's the bone witch is is real. Um, but that does not discount the fact that BetterHelp Online Therapy is here to be available to you. BetterHelp Online Therapy offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, and it's also super easy to switch therapists if you two aren't really jiving. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy, and you could be 2 million and 1. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Join the Party listeners can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Join the Party. And now, back to the show. What do you think Waze is saying right now? Like, uh, instead of traffic ahead, it's like giant kaiju ahead. It says hazard, and then everyone's like, fucking mountain lobster! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Incredible. Brandon, will you give me that D10 roll? Yes. Hey, I got another five. Wonderful. Get that sixth level spell back. Give me those slots back. I know, I know it switches out after it's used. Do another one for me, my man. Oh, no. Eight. Eight. No, no laugh. No laugh at friends. No so laugh here's at what friends. I do. Usually I have enough time to switch things out, but I just decided to choose the actual wild magic table for this one. With a 58, for the next minute, any flammable object you touch that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flame. So you have... Val goes, mood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think that Tuna is just like, mm, no, I'm driving now. I don't like. I don't like this. This isn't good. And Tuna just like just grabs your arm, and it then just like swatting, swatting at things. Be like, mm, no, I'm your hand now. You don't get to use your hand. You're not good at it. And Aggie, you keep your car pretty clean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Tuna touches like an ice scraper that's in the back, and <laughs> it just kind of like bursts into ghostly flame. It'd be like, mm, see, I'm doing it better than you can. Val, there's an extinguisher on the door. Just just use that. Val just like kind of hits it with their head. <laughs> it goes out. I like, <laughs> so per, like ghostly purple flame, and you're still putting it out like it's a grease fire. So I think that yeah, for the next minute, uh, anything you touch turns uh, burst into flame. Milo, just grab a blanket and smother anything you touch. Look, y'all, it could be an advantage. What happens in the next minute? We'll find out. We could just start throwing flaming objects at the next Maybe I touch the kaiju and you burst into flames. Get me there within the minute, Aggie. (laughs) You think we can train uh, Tuna to detail my new truck when I replace it after all this? (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. It is now kind of everyone else's turn. And let me figure that out. We should have kidnapped Ryan Rover. What was I thinking? You didn't want him in the car. No. Hitting him with a car was pretty cool. Mm. I like that. (laughs) He just got a bounced off. Yeah, he's gonna have to fix your head, your your left headlight. He can't even fix a toilet. How is he gonna fix a headlight? His insurance will pay for it. I'll send him the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The government, the government insurance uh, will pay for the it. The workers' comp, which I, I heard, did you know, is sixty-five to seventy-five percent of your salary, <laughs> depending on how much you pay into it. Call back. I learned that. <laughs> As you pull up, you see that there, over on the left shoulder, there was a uh, a pretty large car crash. Um, it seems that there was like four cars in various states of disarray. One kind of has slammed into the left barrier. Another one has kind of like run off the road into an embankment. 
Uh, another one is stopped, like, on the shoulder, but is smoking. And the driver is, like, trying to put it out. And there's another car that is fully upside down. Oh. Oh, Val's going to hop out of the car and go pull these people away from their wrecks. Meet us up ahead? You got it. Hell yes. All right. Yeah, Val, you can hop it. You can hop out of the car. Uh, where do you go to? Can I do, like, some sort of perception check or something to see what is the like biggest issue right now like who's in the most danger currently sure thing cool uh, i don't have any pluses to that let's see goes 12 12 i think it's pretty obvious that the car that is upside down is the one that is that has the most issues it seems like the other two cars uh the ones that are like off to the side and crashed already are fine and the per and the person just like oh i don't want my car to go to blow up this is my wife's car i don't want this i was like <laughs> trying to put out the car the part of the flames that's on there that is my new favorite npc <laughs> um and it seems like there might be someone that's on that is on the flipped car it's like one of the really big ford f-150s uh it's like a pretty large truck and it seems to be like really crunched and there might be someone inside Okay. Val points at the guy who's fanning the flames being like, please step back from that. Insurance will cover it if it does explode. No, this is my wife's favorite car. I understand, sir, but your life is probably more important to your wife than her car is. It's debatable. Oh, jeez. Oh, you need to reassess your marriage. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the other two people are fine in the other car? Yeah, cars? yeah. It, those cars, are. they seem to be like abandoned. Like the people aren't there. Okay, great. I'm going to try to pick up this truck and flip it back over so that I can remove the person from it safely. Hell yes, straight up strength check. Great. You can add fame with this. The one thing superheroes can't do is fix marriages. Please don't attempt this done at home. When you see an auto wreck, please dial emergency services and do not attempt to move people whose necks might not have been stabilized. <laughs> that is 23. 12 plus 11. Shit. Okay. 23. Yeah, how do you do it? How do you do it? What are you doing? I think Val kind of like you know, squats down, you gotta lift with your knees, not your back. <laughs> and then, like, gently lifts up one side, the driver's side, to make sure that the person in there is, like, in there okay, as far as okay as they can be. And then, like, very gently kind of just, like, revolves it so that they very slowly move the person into a safe position. And then you just pull the door off. Just fully, yeah, pull the door off. Well, I imagine it's probably crushed, so it's not going to just open nicely. Oh, so. no, it just, it looks tight as fuck you is should, what you're doing. You should okay. bring it with you as a shield. Yeah. yeah, you pull the door off of the this crunch Ford F-150, and you rec uh, and you see that the, the person inside is an older man, slicked back hair, blue suit, and you get a better look at him, and you know this face. This is Councilman Burdock, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like... What do you need a truck for? You live in Weston. <laughs> Karma, baby. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to remove you from this vehicle and emergency response is in the area. Uh, we will try to find a way to make sure that you get help. He's kind of like really crunched up in the driver's seat. And then he like kind of looks out and he's like, nope. I'm fine. You don't have to do anything. I was going to take care of it myself. Well, it's, it's a little late for that, sir, because I did flip your vehicle back over so that you're not physically harmed. Also, that car might explode in a little bit, so I'd recommend removing yourself from the area. Hmm. <laughs> I will. Think about it. Great. There's a giant kaiju, so you have a nice day. I'm going to go solve that problem. And Val just takes off running. 
<laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I think you just leave Councilman Burdock there in his truck, and he, he thinks for a second and says, I sure hope I don't have a change of heart because of this. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> goes, I hope you do! <laughs> Running away. We found the second thing that being a superhero can't fix. It's prejudice. <laughs> Prejudice, <laughs> prejudice, discrimination. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yes. Okay, so Val, you are you are a little behind here, but I think that you did well enough and you took care of this pretty quickly. That you were able to catch up. They can dash right on their next turn. Yeah, I have, and I have my charger feet too. So if anything gets in the way, I can just fucking get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you did that fast enough, and you you took care of it quickly. You get you do your Sonic the Hedgehog. You roll into a ball. You <laughs> you power you power dash. Um, it is now the Kaiju's turn. I'm so spiky. So spiky. <laughs> Chili dog go fast. That's what Sonic mm. says, right? Yes. Chili dog go fast. <laughs> I spent my whole career building up the public school system of this city, and you just wanted to throw me out like some sort of bad pizza that you would serve in the cafetorium. <laughs> One claw down. Another claw down. Just an electric bolt straight through the thumb hole of the palette on top of the palette art school. And then the two claws just lift it up and slam it down onto the high school. The, there is nothing left. And you see in the rubble are various paintings of all types of mediums, no, uh, sculptures. No. But there's no one in there, right? Oh, there's no one in there. No, it's Sunday. Okay. No one's in there. Sculptures destroyed into rubble, um, entire kilns, its content strewn in the destroyed mess of the former arts high school. It's okay. Art is fake. It's okay, guys. When we, when we seize Gutenberg's assets, <laughs> he'll be able to rebuild the Gaga. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You really know that someone's an evil scientist when they say cafetorium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a shared cafeteria and auditorium. Um, I think also at this point, there are a lot of people who are assembled or who are kind of just like in the area following the kaiju. I think that at this point, it's like, meanwhile, and that's as we follow the, the kaiju destroying Gaga, there are a lot of kind of a few folks that are running around with black hats that say super on them. Um, and they, they have kind of like various powers. Some of them can fly. Some of them can like shoot fire. Uh, some of them are like super strong. One of them kind of looks like a bull. Kind of like they're more keeping a perimeter of things, just trying to keep say they save like a person who fell down in front of the kaiju. It's like, oh no, my worst fear, getting destroyed by a giant shrimp. And it's like, it's not a shrimp. It's a mountain lobster. You should know your city. And like the bull like charges and picks them up and runs away. So it's a lot of like keeping areas, but there are also some people who you, if Julia, uh, Brandon, and Amanda were reading the comic book. You would see that there. Uh, sometimes someone gets pulled out of the way by a hand reaching out of the shadows, pulling them in, and then pulling them to a safe distance. Maybe someone is about to be like clobbered by a falling building, and uh, you see some hands followed by some dragon wings grabbing them out of the way. Like maybe they're like, you know, ten-year-old triplets that all get scooped up in, in arms and wings. And uh, someone's car has pulled off and is in the, in the area of the kaiju. And there's like five grappling hooks come out of nowhere and get pulled back that are being shot from the hands of the sommelier uh, with hard body, like running, running in and like just taking like a building following on her, like no problem. And some other people who you, who you don't recognize. Perfect. I can kill the kaiju and the sommelier <laughs> in one go. Before you ask, I didn't call her. <laughs> 
it fully looks like all of the powered folk in the city are out. Both people who you recognize, people who you don't, and maybe some people who are working for Super. Who knows if they're pixelated or not, but it seems like every single powered person is kind of all hands on deck here and are following the kaiju. Um, I think you have one more shot here. There's going to be round three. Um, the kaiju has fully destroyed all of Solita here and is now, as, as Milo, you figured out from your magic, he's crossing the city and is going to collide with Highway 1. I think that uh, Aggie, you can pull the car over and, and Val, with after Sonic the Hedgehogging behind and picking up rings that people have dropped uh, behind, mm-hmm. that you've caught up and you can kind of like pull over on the side of the highway and you see that the kaiju is making steps towards you. Beams from the eye stalks. So you you are within range of you trying to deal with the kaiju, but it has not come to the highway yet. It is going to keep going, and if it keeps going, it's just going to walk right through. Great. So I just want to throw this out there so we can plan around it. So I have something called Bones of the Earth, which I can cause six pillars of stone to burst from the ground and pin it up against the highway as it goes underneath, which will uh, give it a lot of damage and restrain it. So that's an option. Okay. No, that's great. I think the first thing that I want to know and Val wants to know is Val looks at Aggie and is like, is that actually Dr. Morrow up there? Yeah, I'm going to hop on top of my um, my arms. I'm keeping extended to, to preserve key points. Um, and I'll, <laughs> I'll grip myself up to jump on top of the truck, have the glasses on the whole time and look and see who's on top. Cool. Why don't you, I'll give you a perception check to show you everything. Okay, 6 plus 6 is 12, and do I have fame? No, no fame on this. 12. All right, 12. You kind of get a better sense of what's on top of the Kaiju Mountain Lobster. And there is a Dr. Morrow standing, like kind of like right on the, on the crown of the head, front stage, as it were, of the Kaiju Mountain Lobster, right? Dr. Morrow standing there. There seems to be like a microphone set up and maybe something that kind of looks like a wheel. Almost. Like a helm. That is at a helm. Yeah. Um, and the speakers are flanking this Dr. Morrow on either side. You're getting looking right at that Dr. Morrow. You see that that Dr. Morrow is not real. It is made out of pixels. Fucking knew it. Cool. It seems like you can climb up the legs. It seems like they're chitinous enough that you would be able to do so. Difficult, but you'd be able to do so. Also, the tail, although it is 30 feet up, if you can figure out a way to bring it down could be another way for you to if you wanted to get on top you could i would say also generally there are you can climb this thing and if you can figure out various points for you to get on it you can climb it great you can't see any more there seems to be like more stuff on top of the kaiju but you can't really see it's just like kind of blurry and still like specks you know like you just see that like you assume that that is dr morrow who is standing at the four and you're like that whoever is at the front is made out of pixels Okay, Eric, I have a mechanical question for some shenanigans that I would like to pull. Sure. The Hank bands, the, like, let's say Arcana, but in our sense, the scientific aspect of the Hank bands is featured in the lens, correct? Correct. Great. If we can find either a cameraman or someone who is live streaming this, put the glasses in front and show that that's not Dr. Morrow, we can clear her name before having to destroy this giant monster. I love it. Yeah. I also want to pin the monster so so we can have the evidence that it was a robot monster, you know. Yeah. Additional cool. evidence. But I like that idea. That's cool. Right. 
I'll pull out my phone and open the Instagram Live app that Carmen taught me and just start streaming through the glasses. I like that. I worry that if it comes from us, we already seem biased because mm. we worked with Dr. Morrow for so long. Sure. I want to see if we can find either an individual or like we know that there was a cameraman and a newscaster around here before it would be useful to like have an unbiased source be like that's not dr morrow that's pixels if we break the glasses in half will they still work no okay you know like like they're they're prescription in a type of way you know what i mean sure okay yeah i'm happy to to give it to you val and let you find the camera person i think you'll move the most deftly and I can use my stretching to try to start to get up on top of this mountain lobster. Or we can switch it. I don't really care. Or I can give us a tuna. Oh, that's cute. It's cute. I don't know if I trust tuna. If we trust tuna, tuna yeah. And tuna's stats. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't trust tuna with anything. Val, you could also demask for a minute and like give it to somebody as a civilian and be like, I found this. It looks important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't notice that other than my face, I look like the superhero Volcani. Why don't you take these glasses? You just like show up in like athletic underwear. And you're like, here's this thing. <laughs> I was jogging by. Would you like these sunglasses? I don't want them anymore. <laughs> can I just do a perception check, Eric? Do I see a news van anywhere? Like, can we look around? Sure. Uh, you can do another perception check because these are two perception checks. I'm going to say that that is your action for this round. Does someone have more than a plus six to perception? I have a plus zero. I have a plus nine. Yeah, yeah you should do it. Fifteen. Do I add my fame? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. So six plus nine for fifteen. If I hoist him up like a baby Simba, does that help? You can give him advantage, but that will be your that will be your uh, your action if you want to. I'll do it. Cool. I'm a I'm a baby Simba with my long arms. Rawr! <laughs> 14 plus 9 for 23. That's better. 23. Yeah, there is definitely... I mean, Biz Blazin was there. He's on the scene. Yeah, seven. there is definitely a seven and a half news truck around. You know, they, they need the help. It's just, it's just a guy with a tripod anyway. So you could probably do what you have to do. Gotcha. Brandon, can you prep your spell as a reaction so that once the yes. thing is in place, it activates? Okay, cool. Well, assuming I can do that action-wise, but yeah, that, that was my plan. Yeah, you can do it action-wise. I think both of you guys get, you can do a check and an action. I think both Aggie and Milo can still do stuff if you want to. Sick. Yeah, I'll do that. Eric, I'm going to prep a spell to trigger when the giant kaiju monster goes under the bridge. Under the bridge. Pump. Sure. That sounds great. I think I'm going to launch myself off of the bridge and try to climb up onto the uh, mountain lobster. Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah, dude. Let's go. I don't got no range, guys. <laughs> that sounds great. I love it. Should I cast jump on myself? I think so. Okay, I'll do that. I'll cast jump on myself, which I believe is an action, but I still will have all of my movement and stuff like that. And if we're starting from an elevated highway, that should help. That does. It definitely does. I'm not going to spend enough time to do math. I'm going to figure out what your jump <laughs> distance is. Jump calculator. Shout out to jump calculator. My speed's 40. You're five feet tall. What's your strength score? 20. 20. Yeah. Definitely with a running start. You're five feet tall? Yeah. Five feet zero? Yeah. <laughs> Cool. What about it? So, uh, yeah, what the fuck, Milo? <laughs> what? He, I love Dungeons and Dragons. Your long jump is 60 feet horizontally, and you could jump 24 feet off the ground. Cool. <laughs> and that's with jump? That is with jump, correct. Okay. okay, yeah. So you can definitely do it. Here's how holding onto the kaiju works. 
Um, five foot zero. <laughs> I do feel like Milo's the kind of person, though, where like four years into a friendship will look down and be like, you're pretty short, huh? <laughs> Brendan, I'm five two. Do we have a problem? <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so you, you have plenty, plenty of distance here throwing yourself off. I think that what we need to figure out is you holding on and where you end up. Sure. So you can do either an athletics or an acrobatics check here. Athletics, you kind of just do it straight on, and then maybe you and then you can hold on, and then we'll figure it out from there. Twenty-three, fourteen plus nine. Hell yes! I was look. I was thinking of a DC twenty. I love it. Yeah. What does this look? What does this look like, bud? I mean, it looks like Bakugo fucking blasting with my fire hands and my fire feet, and I just like rocket towards cool. this giant mountain lobster. Cool. Hell yes. Baller. Where where are you aiming for? I mean, I would like to get past the claws. That's like one of my chief concerns at this point. Sure. See, guys, this is why Julia's really good at D&D. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. If you want to get past the claws, you're going to have to give me some sort of like dexterity check for aiming yourself if you're just throwing yourself. Uh, Table talk question. Would it be buck wild for me to aim for the laser eyes? Here is what I'm going to say. I'm going to give you three options here, Julia. Okay. One is you can go straight on, and then you're going to have to deal with the claws trying to hit you out of the air. Gotcha. You will be the target of the claws, and we will see if you uh, get hit like a tennis racket or something else, right? You can aim for the eye stalks, which are harder to grab, uh, and also like grabbing a rope that is flying in the wind. Sure. You can also try to aim for the side. You're going to long shoot it to like kind of arc over uh, because you can jump high enough and then you can land kind of farther on the back. It would be harder to hit you out of the air, but you would land like in the middle and not on the head. Mm -hmm. In the spot you can't reach on the back. Yes. Yes. Correct. I'm feeling option three. (laughs) As much as I would love to punch a giant mountain lobster claw, I don't think that that's the smartest course of action. And also you did mention that there was like another person behind Dr. Morrow, quote unquote, Dr. Morrow. There's something, right? There there is something something. on, there is, uh, there is some other stuff on the head. Okay. Yeah. So I think I want to launch past it. Cool. All right. And then come back that way. Yeah, I think you have plenty of height for you to launch yourself up. I think this is like in Celeste, or you give yourself an air dash or a double jump. Like, you, you've jumped fully there, and then just, like, all of a sudden, there's, like, afterburners of, of shooting yourself up above. I think the kaiju is still going to swing at you, but it's going to have disadvantage. It's definitely going to have disadvantage on that. Great. So we'll have you... You are, we are, you are holding in the air while all of this is happening. I think that the kaiju is taking their steps forward. I'm going to roll for the other people, for the other people portion. Wonderful. The the people with the black super hats are kind of are steering are steering trying to steer the kaiju a little bit. Not away from Highway 1. It's still happening. But there was a moment where like it was about to step down on a coffee shop and then like six superheroes kind of like flooded in, grabbed all the people out of the coffee shop and then everyone's like Oh my god, thank you so much, and I didn't even spill my latte. Like, there was just, like, a whole thing happening there. The barista had just finished drawing Monty onto the latte art. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, everyone, ever, like, there's, like, a, so, 
someone with like super speed like busts in, pulls people out. Out, you see Jack Hoover, the 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 guy with the water powers from before, kind of like slushes in on a on like uh, riding on some water and like grabs people like he did the last time. Um, and then like at the last second, like the the kaiju steps down and goes. And then the coffee shop is, is exploded. Everyone's like, wow, that could have been me. Thanks for saving me. Aki's like, a free scoop at the factory wasn't enough for you? Why aren't you in Burlington? <laughs> um, Aggie, make a perception check for me really quick. Oh, man. Hoover is the guy with the vacuum powers, right? That's what... No! No! He is like a, it is dam. for Hoover Dam, one of the modern wonders of the United States. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Um there were like six superheroes who were wearing the black super hats. Like four of them were pixelated. Two of them were not. Yeah. Classic. It is now. And now the Kaiju is, has trained their eyes on highway one, fully destroying Solita and is walking forward. Uh, Brandon, I passed the, the conch to you. Okay. Like a fucking deadliest catch. (laughs) (laughs) Milo unleashes a spell called Bones of the Earth, in which he is going to create six ghost pillars of ectoplasm that erupt from the bottom of the earth and lift up the kaiju from the stomach side and pin it against the highway there. (laughs) Yeah, these ghost pillars just come, just burst out of the ground. Uh, I think, yeah, they're covered in ectoplasm. They're scary. They're spooky. It's like I'm fucking conducting an orchestra, baby. I love it. I love Uh, it. Disney's, what's that movie called? Phantas... Shit. Phantasm? What's it called? (laughs) Julia? Fantasia? Fantasia. Disney's Fantasia. (laughs) Cool. I was just like, all of a sudden, I was like, what are you guys trying to say? You still have to make that deck saving. I do. I have to make the deck save to try to not be lifted by the pillar. Yeah. Uh, You have to hit a 17, and I'm going to assume a giant kaiju has low dexterity. Interesting. Brandon, make an arcana check for me. 17 plus 5 for 22. Cool. You have had the ability to sense other types of magics and technology around you view. That's what you do with, when you find, uh, with my magician glitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, your magician glitter, right? Anubis has had you attuned to other types of magics that are around us, even technology and the other things that you, you've seen around the, the super of the superpower as it is, you feel something real strong coming off the head of the Kaiju mountain lobster, not the mountain lobster itself. In fact, you even feel is that, that might just be a giant mountain lobster. It might just be a giant animal, but there's something going on on top of it. And I'm going to use a legendary resistance to automatically save on that dexterity saving throw. <gasps> cool, cool, cool. So these six pillars go up around it and is able like for, it, it, it like pulls back for a second. It feels the magic, the ectoplasmic pillar coming out from underneath and it pulls back. The pillars are still around the kaiju, pinning it in underneath the highway as it is, but uh, it is not restrained. Okay. Still good to have it in one place. Yes. And then I have the, all of the pillars have an AC of five and 30 hit points that need to be reduced to turn it to rubble. I think that it needs, I need to, I need to reduce at least two it to kind of like be able to go forward if it was around kind of in a circle to restrain. Cool. 
cool. Although it's able to avoid getting pinned by a ghostly pillar, the kaiju is struggling against the ghostly pillars, wailing loudly, slamming its claws against them like trapped in a cage, its eye stalks flailing wildly. And Val, you are still flying through the air, propelling yourself with a double jump like a rocket tearing through the sky. <laughs> 